0: How did bikes play an instrumental part in recovering from a total burnout after motherhood, bad habits and a confused sense of purpose all became too much? This is what I discuss in today's episode with Janine, a complete badass on her bike who joined the sport at 40 something and whose excitement and love for it is tangible. But just before we do that, don't forget to head on over to the Girls on Wheels website and subscribe to the newsletter, where you can keep in the loop about upcoming guests and episodes and be in with a chance to get involved. And please give the pod a follow on Instagram and Facebook at Girls on Wheels Podcast, and check out the pod's number one supporter, Shawnee at Shredlocky Girl. Now, let's get into today's episode. hello Janine and welcome to the Girls on Wheels podcast. Hiya, hiya. Um, if you just want to start, do you want to just introduce like who you are um, and how people can potentially like find you on socials?
1: Yeah sure, thanks so much for asking me to uh, to do this, I'm really excited to have a chat with you, it's oh, going to yeah. be great.
0: Say, um, thank you for your
1: thank you yeah so i'm um, i'm janine um i'm on instagram as janine nio or janine underscore nio so it's j-a-n-i-n-e and an underscore and it's now it's a really weird spelling but it's n-g-a-i-o okay it's a lovely cool. word
0: <laughs> cool um yeah thank you so much for your time i really appreciate it um and i'm really looking forward to chatting to you today about all the things and i think people are going to love listening to this um we're going to be talking about how you found mountain biking and how it's played a massive part in you sort of finding yourself again. Do you want to sort of like start from the start and tell us like how this all came about um, and all the trials and tribulations yeah. along the way? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it's been a long journey, so I'll try and keep it fairly short. <laughs> but um, yeah, essentially, it's it all kind of came about as... Um, doing something that I loved as a kid, absolutely loved it as a, as a child, just tearing around on bikes. Um, but it's one of those things that is, it feels like a childish activity. So you get to a point in your life, I guess, and if you're not doing something seriously, I suppose you can, you can kind of stop. Like, I guess you do the swimming as a kid. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, uh, life goes on. And I fell in love, got married, had two lovely children, um, and then kind of got locked into the motherhood game. Yeah. which is awesome <laughs> um, and it's a massive roller coaster, but you, well, I certainly found that I, I totally lost myself along the way. You know, you, you don't even have a name anymore. Sometimes you become so-and-so's mum when yeah. you're in circles and, and that, you know, that it, when that happens a lot and regularly it becomes, you know, it can become really, yeah, like it drags you down yeah and, it's difficult to kind of find ways to stay on top of that because obviously everybody that you're surrounded with is of like they've got kids too, so it's all about the kids. And again, that's it's wicked and that's a wonderful time of life. But if you haven't got your eye on the ball and on yourself and looking after yourself, you can lose yourself. Yeah. Um. So yeah, fast forward kind of through that. I remember um, one of the other things that I think is quite prolific within motherhood or early motherhood is is alcohol as a coping mechanism we all have coping mechanisms and they vary you know it can be scrolling on our phones it can be gambling it can be just going up the pub it can be shopping all sorts of things and alcohol is a big one and it's massively socially accepted yeah um and it is targeted towards women. You know they don't make um, lemon flavored vodka for blokes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, and they don't make W.K.D. Um, and all of that stuff. Anyway, you know, all of that kind of thing. So, yeah, it would become kind of normal on a day to, to a glass of wine, cooking a meal for the kids, and then you can get through a bottle easily on a week night, and then that can become three nights a week or more and then you get to the weekends and round and round and round we go anyway so that can continue for so long and then those the effects of that can can get too much and then on top of all of that I must have been four years ago now got gifted I now say with an autoimmune skin condition Um, and it really was at the height of everything just feeling too much and yeah. i i like it now to how things felt pre pandemic do you, i don't know if you felt it but everything was so tense like just before covid happened everything felt really tense and just before my skin broke out i remember that's how i felt personally i felt like i couldn't cope anymore everything was at bursting yeah. point nothing seemed to dull or take away any of that kind of anxious feeling and like just feeling of like I can't do this anymore and then boom <laughs> something happens and your yeah. all of your attention goes to that one thing and for me what was interesting was that it was my skin um because actually that's part of me that um people often compliment a lot and and say that's really lovely and it was the one thing that I could not not take notice of. So yeah. I had to do something about it. Yeah, um, And yeah, it kind of just made me really take stock and like think, like what, this is, all of my attention now has to be on this. What is it telling me? What is it teaching me? Yeah, um, Yeah. And then through trying to heal that, lots of stuff comes up. And then alcohol, yeah, off the back of that, it really was just – one day it got to the, that exact same feeling. I can't do this anymore. So I'm not going to. And I just, it just stopped. I've never been able to do anything in my life like that, I don't think. And I just quit it. One day it was enough. I've had yeah. enough.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I resonate with that just to like intervene, like interrupt there. Like, oh, oh. the the same in terms of the sobriety and the alcohol thing. I, overnight, I was like, that's it. And then I'm yeah. uh what month is it now, November. So uh thirteen months sober now. Um oh, amazing. and I never amazing. ever like the people that know me well and have known me growing up would never ever believe that yeah. I could not have a drink. Cause amazing. You, oh well done you. Thank you. Well, well done you as well. Cause you do but you I think your why has to be so strong and then it's very, very easy. But it's uh-huh. so hard to get to that why, um, yeah. because society is just geared towards getting everyone to drink, isn't it? And it's, it's everywhere. I and mean, I think you only realize that when you do stay sober for quite a long time, and you really like yeah. look into it. And it's not just yeah. a, oh, I want to do a set dry January. It's like I need to do this for my life because this is not a good thing. um And then you really Absolutely. get to see how much it grips you and you're like shit no wonder it's so hard to like give up because yeah it's bloody everywhere but it, I mean essentially
1: it's a drug and it's the only drug you have to justify not taking
0: I, I know you know people
1: just like what you don't want one not just one yeah. No, <laughs> and it's madness isn't it it's huge and there's and there is levels you know it's it's fine you know and there are people who can go and have one or two and it'd be fine. But for me it was a coping mechanism and as with anything that you do to access as a coping mechanism, there's a reason why you're doing it. There's an underlying reason, dis-ease, and that's what it was. And I had to go through all of that to discover what it was. You know, and it took it took a lot and I did some really key things I think to to help along the way. One of those was I hired a coach, which I'd never kind of considered before I thought that was just sort of like, wow why would you do that? Yeah. Um, but it's just somebody to help you get out of your own head. And you can invest, there's different again, there's different levels of that. You can fully go for it. You can find someone who's more mentory. Um but it's just someone who's going to ask questions of you that perhaps you're not in the state to be able to ask the questions of yourself.
0: Yeah. 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 I think I've actually um I'm actually a life coach not that I'm trying to plug anything here but Are I you? yeah I studied at Warwick Uni and did a certificate and a diploma in it and absolutely love it and was intending to sort of run with that but my health got in the way and put a bit of a pause on my life um but yeah. I think it yeah it's it's a great thing and it, it's it sounds really cheesy but when you coach someone and you ask you When you do it well, you don't you don't do a lot, but you see this like magic happen because you just Mm. ask those like key questions or hold people accountable, give them like space to um, explore something. Because a lot of the time with our friends and family and work colleagues, you don't really get like quality listening or conversation. People jump and they want to like give you a solution straight away, don't they? Or oh, oh yeah, that happened to me. And then they talk about my, I mean, I've just done that now saying, well, I have a coach, but. Well, no, but no, this is different. This is a conversation, this is a yeah. chat like that.
1: But you know, I think sometimes when you're struggling, you need different, don't you? Yeah,
0: you need like, you need someone to listen and know that you're not going to get interrupted. You're not going to be given a solution. You're not going to be given a, well, I, I do, oh, this has happened to me stuff. You just you get that space. And I think when you get that space and that quality of listening, that's when, yeah, like profound changes can happen yeah. very quickly as well. Because so quickly, everything is contained within us. Or we have the answers to all of our problems, like because it, it's all yeah. in our head, isn't it? It's what we've created. It really so is. So, having that that opportunity to unlock that and just get a few questions here and there, just to not even questions, just like encouragement to keep you thinking and going deeper and deeper allowing that person to trust they're not going to get interrupted or their problem solved or whatever. Suddenly you start unlocking your own stuff. And it's absolutely amazing to be on the other side of that and watch that happen. Cause I got, I was coached myself when I was doing my training. I, um, you're coached, you do a lot of coaching, you learn a lot about, I mean, even if you weren't interested in life coaching, I think doing a life coaching course is revolutionary for your life because you're just like, Wow, it, it's amazing. Yeah,
1: well, that self-reflection is really important. You yeah, know, so important because life's not built like that. Life's built just to keep going, push, push, push. You know, it is a patriarchal society. You know, that's not a an anti-men thing. Just is that that is the system. Yeah, you know? and that is where I where I succeeded and was doing well from. You know, pre children, I had a great career and I was loving all of that stuff, working hard earning a decent wage um you know my own income all of that stuff and then when you become a mum wow it just it's like the rug is pulled and you're suddenly you're like whoa okay so well I'm not doing that so what am I doing yeah and I'm I wasn't that feminine girly girl I never have been so suddenly to have two girls then (laughs) because I always wanted three boys (laughs) (laughs) Um, which is just crazy now. I think that, that could have been the end of me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> although it would have been great fun thinking about it on a bike, but yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, so it's just, it's it's crazy. Yeah, so to have that self-reflection. Yeah. And then I remember her asking me a question before I'd even said I was going to, you know, do the coaching with her. And I, this was at the height of my illness so my skin was it it basically erupted all across my torso bottoms of my legs and my my arms with this really aggressive itchy scaly rash and it just was like wearing a blanket of stinging nettles 24 hours a day it's hideous so yeah this was going on I'd quit the alcohol she was sober as well and that's kind of how I'd come to find her and she asked me has this um sort of feeling about how you feel in yourself. Has it shown up physically in your body any other way? And I just burst into tears and I remember just thinking, that's it. This is what I need to do. She gets it. Yeah. I don't know who she is. <laughs> yeah. It's witchcraft.
0: Yeah, she's a witch. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it was great. And um and that's all I needed, you know? That first step. And then the other stuff off the back of it just to keep going, not drinking. Um yeah. And then all this, the other stuff, like I remember clearly as well, like going through my phone album after I'd quit drinking and it, when I'd, so all the photos I'd taken when I was sober were all like flowers and out in nature, like pretty things, scenery, sunset, yeah. beach, down the woods. And all of the pictures before that were just like days out with the kids, um, you know, a kid in a ride, you know, outside somewhere. Like it was just really rubbish photos, and it was incredible, and that was quite poignant. Yeah, in fact, I remember just thinking, "That's a shift. Yeah, and that's that's good. We're on the way." And then, what else is there?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah to see that as well. The the noticeable yeah. change. It's although you, it's like sometimes we don't believe what we know. If that makes any sense, like you don't trust your instincts or your intuition, and sometimes you need that, like actual visible thing to say Mm -hmm. no look there is a change I I was maybe I wasn't looking at the world in the same way and look it's obvious because my camera roll has clearly changed the yeah what I was finding yeah so yeah you I think sometimes you can feel things within yourself but you don't trust yourself enough so you're like you're looking for other cues or Mm. affirmation that confirmation that you've that, that thing is real. I think that's a shame yeah. and that we don't
1: listen to ourselves enough. Um, yeah. Well, we're taught not to, in a way. We're taught to do what we should do. Yeah. And not what we feel mm. is right most of the time. And actually that does link to riding because how many times do you feel that maybe oh, it's a bit late in the day, shouldn't try something new yeah. or like, or, or today, like I'm feeling really strong. Like I feel like giving that a go. and. Whenever you go against it. Yeah, or hell breaks
0: loose. <laughs> <laughs> the universe is like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. No, no not having that one, love. Meet the floor. Cuddle that tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true, actually. Like, yeah. it's so true. Like, you know, in yourself, or oh, nah, nah. And then, yeah, when you go against that, you were yeah. like, oh, it's right
1: absolutely try and listen to that now it's a fine line though between yeah pushing it that little bit further and that like oh am I being too cautious or should I just
0: (laughs) it really is isn't it it's a it's a balancing act because I was discussing with Shawnee um on that other podcast about when you're feeling like you're having a like crap day mentally and you're just like oh and it feels like a real struggle to get out on your bike and then it's that fine line between pushing yourself to do it, but then it, or accepting that that is just not the day to go out and it's okay to just chill out in your pajamas or, you know, do whatever you've got to do. And it's that fine line. Like how much do Ooh. you, cause I spoke about it taking me two hours once to get out of my house to go on my bike. I was lying on my bedroom floor. Like, Oh my God, just put my socks on. Like I did not want to go out. I was just mentally like, there. But I went out, and it was the best thing that I could have done. But it's that—it's knowing, isn't it, the difference? And
1: it really is. It is it really it's is.
0: hard, but trial and error. I guess the the good thing is, is if you do just go out on your bike, and you really do have a terrible time then you could be like, oh, okay, maybe I should have stayed in bed. But it's not its not hurt <laughs> you to go out and your bike. You've still at least done a bit of exercise or whatever. That's it. it doesn't often go like that, though. It usually no. is like you come out with a smile on your face. <laughs> oh, this is it. I've i have never had maybe maybe once where it was like horrible rain and it was so cold and, yeah. But I think I was just having a real dark period then where I was like, nothing. <laughs> not even my bike can pull me out of this funk today. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah this is just hard. um so that's for so you got a coach and she was just Ooh. the one because she was like yeah she didn't even know about what had happened with your sort of skin no. and, no, and so, all. so interesting as well how uh we can feel all these things inside us and then it comes out as a physical thing like stress yeah. manifests yeah. itself as physical that's things cool. and I think Obviously when you have something like that, you can't ignore that. But there are a lot of smaller iterations of your body telling you that stuff is not right and that you're at breaking point. And we ignore it. Yeah, we really do. I a hundred percent believe that.
1: I believe really wholeheartedly that the majority of stuff that man disease that manifests in us is you know, there's a root cause. There is a root cause that your body is trying to talk to you and Oh, it's so, and the thing is our medical system amazing as it is, it fixes things, quick fixes, you know, if you break something and you know and it treats us well for long stuff too, yeah, but it is based on reactive we're not we don't look at preventing stuff, we don't look at ben you know like looking after ourselves from the from the root, and so much of that is emotional, and we are all of us stacked with little traumas, yeah big and small, you know all of us, we all do. And, and the amount of time we spend fixing up our body physically or caring for our body physically, we don't do that emotionally. We don't look after our mental health in the same way. No, we really don't, you know, we don't even fix it often in the same way as we fix our physical ailments. Yeah. We we don't know what's going on half the time. No, I I agree. Yeah. I
0: think because it's invisible as well. And it's, only you can like articulate what it is you're feeling mm. if you don't <laughs> trust your intuition or you're not in tune you're not aware of yourself then it's going to be so hard to say Absolutely. I just don't feel right it, uh, maybe it's our society as well like it's, it's getting a bit better now I guess isn't it with people talking about their mental health but yeah it, much more. it's got a long way to go really isn't it because people just aren't used to saying do you know what I just don't feel right no there's nothing wrong with me Mm. physically all my everything's working but I'm just there's something not quite right um and then if you haven't got the words to articulate it or you don't haven't got anything to compare it to or whatever it, it can be quite hard to yeah to sort of bring it to the surface I think so I certainly struggled um I look back now and think, God, it's bloody obvious I was on the road to, like, a mental breakdown. Like, it was mm. obvious, some of the things. <laughs> it's yeah, I remember It's amazing
1: you can't see it at the time, though, isn't it? It's like, how did I miss that? Yeah,
0: like, <laughs> I remember I had this real, I've been dying for this course at work, this interviewing course, um, and I was dying to go on it for years. And I finally got it, and, you know, I was dreading it because I was really anxious because I just wasn't, I didn't realize it at the time. I just was not mentally well. But then I was so stressed before it. I had this incident with my mom and like, she was like, Dan, I think you need to go to the doctors. And I was just manic, but I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. And I went to this course and the de- the morning of the course I woke up with the worst like tinnitus in my ears. Um, and, It lasted the whole two week course, and I felt detached from my body, and I just had this ringing in my ears, and it was so strong. And I realise now that that's what get that's what I get like when I'm overwhelmed and stressed. So Mm, that's where it comes out. Yeah. So that that way, I sort of broke not long after that, but I just thought, why have I woken up with this bloody earache thing? I've got to do a friggin' interview course and be in like an interview like real really intense concentration stuff yeah. oh and it was a nightmare but now I now I know if I get that ringing in my ear I'm like like, yeah. right, what am I doing in my life what's going on what's overwhelming so me?
1: I've got so a- there's an amazing um there's an amazing lady that I follow on Instagram called Tracy Stevens and her page is called The Healing Point okay and she essentially explains and gives reason and a different view to every physical ailment pretty much from like it can be as specific as left knee pain right knee pain oh, wow um fibromyalgia um for me obviously autoimmune what you've just mentioned there tinnitus all of these different conditions and she will give you a reason as what that is or what your body is trying to explain to you or ask you questions as to areas of the life your life you need to look into to help you unlock what's causing that. The, what was that called? The healing Mind blowing. A healing, a healing point. point. You need honestly. She's amazing. Like if they, you've got a slight edge to you that loves to look at, yeah, like the body as a whole, you know, that, that it's it's physical, but also that the emotional side is yeah. equally as balanced, you know, and there's it manifests it's working together. All of it is working
0: yeah, together. Of course it is, isn't it? And, it's Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah. Um, and that was what what struck me with the autoimmune diagnosis, because they said And and you get told, you know, that your body is attacking itself and they don't know what caused it and they don't know how it will be resolved if, you know, that you can't get rid of it Um, and that you might go into spontaneous remission. And I'm like, I remember getting that thinking. Now, I didn't. Now, I did all right at GCSE Science. I got a double B in a higher paper, but. (laughs) The whole basis of science is cause and effect, right? So don't why you can't sit there and tell me that there's no cause. Of course there's a cause. Yeah. You're what you're saying is you don't know the cause. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to go out and find out what it is. And anyway, this lady, she does that. She helps you find the root cause. And I just I think it's so I re- I read the autoimmune one and I cried. Oh. And it was just so spot on. Yeah. It was just like, of course, of course that's what it is. You know, when you look back and I had to do a lot of that looking back um, because that's what the quitting alcohol does. So when you take away your crutch, you then have nowhere to hide from the stuff that you're hiding from using it. Yeah. So you have to look at it. And it went back years and it wasn't anything major. You know, I I wouldn't say it was anything major. I would say it was the stuff that most of us have. Um, Essentially, you know feel those those feelings and I I think you as a life coach know most stuff comes back to you know few three main stories I'm not good enough I'm not lovable I'm not this you know and it it comes from those little things that happen through you growing up or your friendships or how things happen to you and lay it on top it makes you who you are and it makes you believe those things about you um, and that does some takes some unpicking and, um, it's quite fun, but it's pretty full on, but you find out who you are underneath all of that, I think. Yeah. Essentially you realize all that stuff's not true and they're like, ah, oh, okay, right then. <laughs> yeah. So who am I? What do I like doing? Um, what am I here to do? Um, and, and, you know, you, you said about, um, those needs to be that, that need to be able to speak and, and be heard and seen and listened to without the need to be fixed. Well, so after all of that, that's kind of what brought me back to where I am now working. And I hold and I, and I women's circles where I gather women intentionally to sit in a circle and, yeah, t- to talk from the heart, like not from the head, not from the brain, the thinking thing we use all the time, but from that place in the chest where we feel stuff and where we carry stuff and where we store stuff and it gets heavy. And we have our mates and we have those wonderful women around. Of course we do, but sometimes it's just that stuff that feels too much and that circle gives you that. And, And actually it's an old tradition and men used to do it, women used to do it, and we know, we remember how to do it. And I love holding them because every time a woman comes into that space, you can see that she remembers how to do it. And it's not me holding that space. It's every woman in that circle holding that space.
0: Yeah. And they're
1: just incredible. And, again, that's the side of me that I'd ignored for years through that masculine push, push, push. And there was that feminine side that was trying to get out and had no way to, I suppose. And yeah, she came out fire through my <laughs> body, through my skin. Yeah. Like, to me. you
0: will listen to me, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Listen to me, well then. Um yeah, and she bought play and fun too. And that's that's been amazing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it it sounds like um a a great example of how you know everything just implodes a bit but then you work do the work on yourself which I think sometimes people can miss out like you can have these you know periods of just everything is just goes to shit Um, (laughs) and then you don't give yourself enough space or time to actually unpick it like you say and look well what can I do what work can I do on myself with this like why has this happened who who can I get what can I start researching what can I read like how can I yeah. find out about this don't like people just rush to jump back to the old ways I guess they think I don't know maybe it's a bit scary for some people to to delve deep and they just want it to really um, is yeah. want to like oh no revert back to the normal like i don't yeah and that's why so many don't do it and yeah why we stay
1: stuck as such and why so many people live in dissatisfaction and you know and it does it definitely takes a level of privilege as well to be able to pull yourself out of some situations you know it's really awful for some people really awful and they haven't got the tools or the money or you know the support or anything to pull themselves out of certain situations so but if you have if you've got any glimmer of hope or any way of being able to access a way out, you know it's it's worth it, despite the discomfort that's what I've learned I think that's what I've really learned that the discomfort that we're all fighting um is worth
0: taking the risk, yeah, yeah definitely leaning into it because that yeah. that is. Where it sounds so—it's so hard to say some of this stuff without sounding like really cheesy and cliche. And that. <laughs> yeah. It is literally where the magic happens because, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And again, that's riding related, isn't it? Because yeah. you, you know, it's that moment of like, do I just stay here? And I think I read something the other day that said, or um, well, no, I heard something. Oh, Who was it? It was really good. But she was saying that that feeling of stuck—it's it, actually the feeling of you have to move forward you're ready to grow yeah um and I and I think that's really helpful that you know that's a really helpful way of looking at it that it's not stuck we're not stuck we're not broken um but it's that you do, you're you just ready to move forward but you feel like you can't so it's that fear that's holding you back so that's what making you feel stuck
0: makes yeah so much sense that that's a really good way of reframing that isn't it and yeah
1: Yeah, I have. I have days like that when I'm riding. You know, I had it a bit the other day. You know, went for a ride on my birthday, and it was. And it went to my favourite place, and it was wicked. Um, But it wasn't the day I felt to be doing new things because you know conditions were a bit sloppy. It was a lovely day, but it was cold. Um, All good. Favorite place to ride. Um, But I just wasn't feeling it, and I can't (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you know, you have that sort of feeling of like, oh but it's not I'm not stuck it's just one of those days yeah you know you just one of those days and the next time will be different again um
0: yeah you're you're listening to yourself aren't you that's a classic example of knowing the difference between no this is just a day I'm just going to take it easy and have fun this isn't a day I need to like push myself and then kill myself on a gap jump or something (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. And the thing is, that's it. I mean, like, really and truly. So I've been, I've it's only been, I've only been on the bike for 16 months. Really, you know, ever like from as an adult. So it's like I I feel like I've I progressed quite, and I was having quite a few offs, you know, naturally. Like I'd not, I've not been trained or coached or anything. Like I just went for it, just followed the boys, (laughs) and have just. Try my best to keep up and that to be honest that's kind of how I've learned like that's how I learned when I snowboarded um that's what I just just try and keep up I learn better that way just by watching like yeah I love nothing more than a slow-mo like I love to watch a jump in a slow-mo because I'm
0: like
1: ah I see what your body's the only doing. danger yeah see what the body's doing the only danger with that is you then realize how quick you have to do it in real life so it's like actually really committing to like a, really trying to turn the bars for something or you know not even the bars your whole torso <laughs> it's like such a quick movement yeah in real life so slow mo's like you can see what's happening but it's like whoa that's a commitment
0: <laughs> I think I watch videos and in my head I have literally exaggerated it to the point of ridiculousness <laughs> like say if I was trying to well, I'd never try and, like, turn my bars. I'm not at that stage yet, Janine. Um, but, like, popping, well. like, compressing into the face of a jump. And I think, God, I yeah. have gone as far as – I've really put my whole body into that. And I've literally just gone, like, bobbed my head. Uh, and I'm like, I thought that, you know, no wonder I didn't get anywhere, but <laughs> it's mad. So I was going to just say then, then, um, how how has biking played a part in your sort of so – you know you've you've had your children you've realized you got to that point where you know you have lost who you were uh your body was like listen to me and you've you know your skin has just gone bananas and you know you you've thought what the hell you've stopped drinking you got your coach what what happened from there then and how did sort of mountain biking get yeah. come into the mix um, it, to be honest, it
1: was really random. We went for we went on holiday down to Cornwall for like, well, a weekend or a week of camping. I think we took we'd taken the bikes, um, and my husband and our mates were all met up at Old Hill near Wadebridge, and it was like, oh, you know, he'd been he'd been bike he'd been riding for a few years, a couple of years. And I'd never really paid much attention to it to be honest. He'd sort of gone off with the boys, come back muddy, tired, but happy looking, all good. And then he bought me a what's it? A Trek Marlin. So it's like cross-country, you know, kind of not even built for jumping, but pulled that out of the van when we got to this bike park. Everyone was sort of got their bikes out. They'd obviously been riding. And so there's a few that little sort of I guess a sessionable area with two little tables. Yeah. We parked the vans down there, bikes were out, and I was like, ah, oh, I could I give that a little roll around. Yeah. And I just the second time around, I was like, woohoo, wheels off the ground. I was like, this is amazing. Like <laughs> literally, my whole inside was just going, was like <laughs> rubber squeal. Sorry if that's like really it'll be okay.
0: It will level out, don't worry. <laughs>
1: But, um, oh, my goodness, it was just such a joyful feeling. And I just kept looping, looping, looping. I came off. I took half my elbow off that day. Um, But, again, it was like, yeah, whatever. Just it's wicked fun. Yeah. And then I think we went back a second day. Um, Yeah. And I did the same thing. And then we came away and I was just like, right, need a bike, need a bike, need a bike. Yeah. Goodbye. Thinking that mine was all right, but kind of knowing that it wasn't and then we'd gone there again maybe like a couple of weeks later and it was the same thing jumping that little sessionable area and then there was this lad that was with his mate and i jumped a couple of tables and then i pushed back up to where we started and this lad said he goes oh um, do you want to go on my bike and i was like oh, okay um, yeah <laughs> and it was on full sus and it was wicked i was like yeah. okay great go on it and i was i'd never <laughs> never ridden a full sus ever And then jumped, and I was just, like, mind blown. I was like, oh, this is why they do it. Yeah. (laughs) And it was amazing. It's like my back's all right. Like, my neck's still not right. It's not cricked. (laughs) Yeah. I got away with it. Like, oh, it just felt amazing. And I got back up, pushed back up to him. He goes, do you want another go? I was like, yes, please. (laughs) Went round again. And he was only, like, I think he was 14. So, first of all, I was like pretty amazed that he was offering his bike yeah. up. Um, and then he did mention to a friend of ours that he was, was going to sell it, he was going to list it on Marketplace that week. Ah, so, good guy. But, I mean, what a little entrepreneur. I, know. I wasn't doing that at 14, I tell you that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's see if there's anyone at the bike park that's on a bit of a, a stiffer yeah. bike and looks like they're liking it. Oh, I love that. What a clever, clever I know. sister, was
1: he was amazing bless him so yeah that was cool and then yeah I bought the bike and <laughs> I haven't looked back since I'm still on that bike hmm. um it's it's amazing but yeah now I'm like mm, okay this is this could be fun it gets expensive doesn't it flipping it. oh
0: yeah uh, it's such a privilege isn't it to be able to such do the sport and I'm hyper really aware is. of that especially in mm. you know what's going on and I'm like I'm so grateful yeah. for the opportunity that I've got for sure to be able to still travel to places to go on my bike and to have the bike and to be able to maintain it. And I think, you know, I'm grateful for it. Cause I know that there are, you know, there are a lot more, a lot, a lot of people in a lot worse off position. So I really do Absolutely. appreciate that. And it's, it is a luxury, um, big time I'm just but like you it sounds like I'm just so glad it's it's in my life because
1: yeah well this is it you know like I've quit drinking so there's a massive bill I don't have anymore like someone asked me to buy them drinks this summer like (laughs) i was like, I can't afford to drink yeah this is crazy how much yeah and I just so it's those sorts of things I try and look at it in that kind of way you know offsetting it in that way like it is like i don't have a coach anymore like I, that was literally like a 12 week thing um and i haven't i wouldn't say spent out anything else like regularly on my mental health i don't have like a i would love to have a counselor that would be great actually um because we spend well certainly in my life i reflected on when i was looking at paying out for that for the coach you know i when i thought about how much that was i was like but the amount of money i've spent on trying to kill myself over the years. Yeah. <laughs> I need to invest in myself. Um and that's where that's where I try and square stuff like that, but you're right. It's such a privilege. It really is. And you know, I've I have had to do everything second hand up to this point and that's all good and I and I'm still having a whale of a time, you know. I haven't got anything brand new um at all, you know. I, st- <laughs> I still haven't got any decent trainers. I'm just riding vans. But oh. that's fine. You know, yeah. I love them. And, you know, it's just, you just got to do what you can do and just get out and have fun and do as, just do as much as you can to have fun. That's all I would say. That's been my biggest learning, whatever that is in your life, because it's not going to be mountain biking for everybody. Um, But for us, yeah, we've got that. And it's, it's just been amazing in every way. And actually, the lad that sold me the bike—he's fourteen, right? And we were just talking about how much of a bigger, more important thing and more common thing it is to talk about now. He said how important that bike had been for him and his mental health oh, at fourteen. Like,
0: what a, that's amazing. It's really amazing that is. He sounds, yeah, what a guy. What, a, yeah, totally. You know, he's amazing. he's
1: really switched on. And, and when I and that—that's another thing that I've really love and I'm feeling my way about it actually like I've had some of the best chats I've ever had with young people at bike parks and I mean when I say young as well I mean as little as 10 yeah <laughs> I went to the track in portreath um which was an amazing place to learn to jump actually because you can just jump after jump after jump after jump it's really intensive um I loved it and I was doing this little section and then this I heard, I heard excuse me and I was like, turn around this little lad. He goes, Excuse me, can you teach me and my mate how to jump a bit higher?
0: Oh, I was You know, was... you've made it, Janine, if someone's oh, asking for coaching. It was the
1: cutest, best, best moment of my life. I was inside, I was like, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got fist bumped by a little lad at school on the way in one morning. I was so, it's just, it's wicked. It's those little moments.
0: Hey, it's me. Just a cheeky little interruption here to remind you to go over to the website and sign up to the newsletter. Give me a follow on socials at Girls on Wheels podcast. And if you're enjoying this, head over to podchaser.com and leave me a raving review as it helps me so much. And I really appreciate it. Now, back to the episode.
1: I had a really cool chat with a girl that I rode with actually at Ladies Day at Dirt Farm that that we were at together. Um, and she was telling me about how she races and some of the bullying and stuff that she faces as a result and I'm like oh at 15 you know this girl's pursuing like she's incredible Danny like so fast yeah amazing just like what an inspiration and you know what it comes down to it all comes down to jealousy but Again, that's what stopped me from going forward when I was younger, stuff like that. Oh really? So for her to be able to we sat and chatted for a while, just before we sort of started another trail. And it was just a really lovely conversation, you know. And I was just sort of saying to, her, you know, you mustn't give up and, you know, explain to her the jealousy. And she knew half of it as well. Like I wasn't telling her anything she didn't know. But it was just a lovely conversation. And like, when do you get to do that? I don't get to chat to kids like that. No. Um And it was lovely. And it's important for them to have people around them as well that's not their peers and people who aren't their mates and realise that they can relate to people older or, you know, yeah, it's lovely. It's just really inclusive.
0: That's so true, actually. Um, We went for a ride yesterday and we hadn't all seen each other for about a month. And I think we spent more time chatting than we did riding and it was bloody (laughs) freezing. but. (laughs) <laughs> we'd be like oh come on we've got to go because we've got cold but I do think that mountain biking it, it yeah it's about there's so many elements to it isn't there yes it's about the riding mm. but it's also the social aspect of it and that opportunities to like chat and you do have sometimes you have really deep conversations with people can't you and then yeah, yeah you like really deep because <laughs> it's because I think it's not intense you're not sat across from each other at a table or you know in somewhat in a quiet environment in a home where the focus feels like it's just on the conversation because there's all the other stuff going on and you're there to ride your bike and you're on your bike and you're at the top of a trail and you've got all like nature around you I think it de-intensifies it so you have these like conversations and then you can just go oh come on then let's go without any <laughs> yeah. weirdness about it because if you were like in someone's living room having a chat <laughs> yeah. and then you went oh I've got I've got to go and like you jumped up and you like what's wrong with them that was well rude but it's almost like yeah because there's you can escape it or you know yeah it's whatever. Like a big exhale
1: I find it's just like one big long exhale yeah. like tearing down like a trail it's oh it's just amazing
0: so <sighs> in terms of like the bigger picture for you and like sort of your Ooh. healing journey how do you think that how has like mountain biking like played a part in that like could you be without it
1: oh totally couldn't be without it. it's that that reconnection to nature um we're really lucky where we live like i live five minutes from the sea um, in north devon it's absolutely beautiful i'm very very lucky but give me the choice of walking on the beach or walking in woods i'm going to the woods every time yeah, um, you just see so much change like you see the seasons you're in it like you can hear the sounds I love the beach don't get me wrong but I just find the woods so much more of a connecting place to be yeah for me personally again someone who surfs or has that connection to the sea won't agree with that and that you know but that's why we're, we're so lucky to to be on this earth <laughs> yeah to be honest um but that connection to the woods is something else and Like, I don't, you must have ridden Bike Park Wales recently ish, and like those fly agaric mushrooms, the red and white spotty ones, that they're everywhere like this, this autumn, and they're so brilliant, but very off putting.
0: You're like, whoa, mushrooms! I know, I've got so many photos of them from Revolution. I was like, oh my god, there's a mushroom! I was like, yeah, instead of my bike, I was taking photos of mushrooms all autumn because they're just amazing, aren't they? It's
1: stunning, there's just all those little things. And we were sat the other day, we were sat at the top. Um dirt farm waiting to go down and and the icicles were thawing out on the trees. so it wasn't raining but all the droplets oh. and all I think it's about six of us again people we didn't know we were just all up there and this was like I was like listen to that and everyone just stopped and it's that sudden everybody was in that moment then free yeah. going down having a wicked time it's just moments like that that remind you of where you are what you're doing, that you are connected to this earth, that it's not about going to the office and sitting and, you know, doing all this, that and the other for money, money, money all the time. We can we can really be part of something and have fun in it and use our land. <laughs> We're really lucky to be able to do so.
0: Yeah, definitely. Do you feel that it's um, helped you gain, like, an identity again?
1: Yeah, yeah, it has. It has, I yeah actually what do I want to say about that it has it's balanced my identity back again okay and help yeah, it's helped me balance so I guess I've always struggled with identity um a mixed race I was born in England my mum's from the Caribbean my dad's from England we. I grew up in the Middle East in Oman for the first ten years of my life, but we were always kind of connected to England. So I kind, of, in terms of physicality, I've always felt a little bit like, who am I? I don't really know where I fit. Yeah, like, where where I, who I am. So that's that's part of the the healing journey as well. To be honest, yeah. is finding that identity. But what what I mean by when I say it's brought it back into balance. Um, so I was very much in my masculine, became a mother lost who I was swinging a bit to the other feminine side again with the healing journey and all of that stuff I sort of talk about. And it's, a, I always feel a little bit like, you know, those desk things where you used to lift the ball one side and then the other one would hit yeah. off the other side in the cradle, those steel balls. I felt like my life was like that and still is a little bit, but it feels like it's slowing down. So when that thing starts to slow down and I feel like everything's a little piece of that. So mountain biking is the other really masculine? Well, I say masculine, but yeah, it is kind of a masculine sport yeah. in terms of its physicality. It is, you know, it's not ballet. Yeah, <laughs> So it is quite a masculine, but it, and I struggled with that a little bit. I struggled with doing the healing in the women's circle thing and then having this really kind of slightly more physical, edgy side. And actually, recently I've been like, do you know what? Actually, that feels really yin and yang and balanced to me now. Yeah, you can do <laughs> so both. It, it feels like, yeah, it feels like it's brought me back into balance, for sure. It feels like I can. And I'm not like this floaty, hippie, kind of what you would imagine a lady circle holder to be. It's not that. And again, that's another thing I've had to kind of work on. And the people that, or the women that I feel called to call into circle – are the kind of women that wouldn't normally sit step into that space. Cause that's where I found the most benefit. Yeah. I would never have done that. Um, but by being a bit more of a blokey girl, I found so much benefit in it. It's like, okay, women are safe. Yeah. They're not really like dangerous or out to get you or really bitchy. And, and mountain biking has proved that too. Like I've got this amazing woman that I met and she's the biggest cheerleader ever of me. And, that's so new to me when do women outwardly do that for each other yeah and a bloke at the park the other day said that he said I'm so envious of you women because you're so encouraging of each other and so you do things for each other and you care for each other and if something happens you're all there for each other and I thought that's amazing isn't it
0: yeah it is and I think you're right it comes out in mountain biking, maybe in other sports, but obviously we're talking about mountain biking here. And it's really special because you, you make, you meet people just randomly and then they become your riding friends. um, And then they're there with you and yeah, they, they're, they're encouraging you. There doesn't, I've never ever come across any sort of like jealousy within it. Like, No, it's lovely, isn't it? I was talking to Shawnee about how we, even if we haven't necessarily had a great day riding ourselves and haven't pushed ourselves or beaten ourselves up a bit, if one of our mates has done something that they were trying to achieve, we get that Mm. secondary buzz from it. And we're like, (laughs) I've had such a good day. Like, yeah, I rode a bit crap, but, you know, Shawnee cleared that jump or someone did that massive drop. And it's not like, oh, but I can't do that drop. Oh, they can do it. Oh, that's, oh, yeah, great one. Like, I've never ever come across <laughs> that. It's everyone's no. just genuinely happy regardless of what they can do. And I think in a lot of situations that wouldn't happen because people will be like, oh, well, I can't do that. And I feel a little bit shit that someone else can. Mm. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to like celebrate that with them because I'm just, yeah. I'm being a bit of a knob. But <laughs> yeah biking there's nothing more exciting than a group of girls like heckling you when you're trying to come off a curve or something tiny or whatever (laughs) and you're like yay I've conquered the world but it's just something really small and what I really love is that there's no um what's the word like you can ride with girls that you know are amazing and they're like doing massive stuff um Mm. and then you do something that to them would be Nothing they could like do it with their eyes closed, yet they are genuinely celebrating you doing that Absolutely. and it's genuine. And they're not so full of themselves that they're like, Oh, well, I can do that in my sleep. They're like, Yeah, yes! None of that going on. and it, it's just wicked, isn't it? It's so like friggin' exciting because you just it's really cool, just like, and it's such a great feeling because then you want to push yourself. I mean, with guys as well. Guys do it too. It's not just limited to girls.
1: Yeah, they do. I was going to say. I was just going to say, like, as a sport generally. Yeah, it's really like the, the the most inclusive and kind sport I've a group of people doing the sport that I've ever come across. Yeah, like, and I and I and I often think about what that is as well because obviously being really close to the sea here, we've got a lot of surf going on, and. That's good. I'm not a surfer um, just because it's too cold. That's all. No, no, <laughs> no reason. <Fair> enough. <laughs> just because I don't like cold water. That's it. Um, but there's, you know, my husband surfed and we, lots of friends that do, but there's a different attitude. And I often think, what is that? And what I've come to recently, I think it's scarcity. So the trails are always there. Like yeah. the parks are there, it's not going anywhere. Like the only thing that changes is the conditions and like, that's you as a rider that has to adapt to that. There's not, you know, there's nothing else. But with with surfing, the tide's changing all the time. The winds could be on, the winds off. Like, you've yeah. only got a small window of time to be able to do it. So there's kind of more of a, like, a competitive yes. element, I suppose. But there isn't that in mountain biking. And you can't do it at the same time as someone. And no one's going to push you off a trail. It's Yeah. It's, and I think that, that
0: all adds to it. And it's amazing. It's amazing for that. Definitely. Oh, it just yeah it's really special and yeah it's 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 guys as well it's not just girls that are sure there's something special about a group of a group of girls like encouraging you um but in general everyone is just just buzzes for everyone don't they and yeah that's what I love as well when you you know you ride with guys or you come across them and they they'll like help you do something and you know that they are literally ridiculous on their bike but they are so excited that you've just like achieved something small and you're like yeah, but I feel sorry for guys because I think sometimes they're damned if they do and damned if they don't. Because you know they they offer a bit of help or advice, and some people can receive that as oh, stop mansplaining or like. But there are people yeah. that do mansplaining and are really annoying and patronising. But then I think most people just want to help and they're genuine and they've got the yeah, it's the buzz. But if they pick, totally, to be honest, I've, I've I've only ever come across most. I think all blokes.
1: Bar, bar my husband maybe and a couple of close friends I can take advice from
0: <laughs> you know
1: that's always the way
0: yeah, yeah you <laughs> it's hard have your partner telling you what to do <laughs>
1: <laughs> no it doesn't really work but um yeah you know, honestly generally every other bloke that's ever, sort of ever offered any advice is really encouraging and like not mansplaining or patronizing or down talky at all yeah. ever it's always just been like, oh, put another crank in there, or like my favorite one. I love it when I hear "You've got it." Yeah, that's such a lovely one to hear.
0: Yeah, isn't it?
1: You've got it. It's like, oh, and I think I wish I had the confidence in me that you've got in me that I I have, and I've known myself forty-four years, and you met me five minutes ago. But yeah, let's go for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've got to believe them, and yeah, it yeah. is nice, especially when you sort of respect them and you know that their riding level is like where you might aspire to be or whatever. And then they say that it definitely just fills you with that. Like, oh, really I've got it. And yeah, yeah, it can be enough to sort of encourage you and get you out of that stuck position and just just go. And then, oh, and you achieve it as well. And you're like, exactly. oh my God. oh, it's it, There's no feeling like it, is there? Like no. it's, it, mountain biking is just so powerful, isn't it? And I think you're- It's so powerful. What you're explaining- just- is a, is a great uh, example of that
1: absolutely and, and just you know in so many ways like just even just for getting out for a ride sometimes I'm like just be in the house and a bit of a funk and I'll just go for a loop just around here and be like oh that's better yeah oh when didn't I do yeah. that like half an hour ago <laughs> yeah you know, it's just having that option to be able to get on your wheels or you know just get out and do something for your ed and it's just been for me an absolute game changer it really has because it completely fuels my um act first think later kind of attitude it fuels my thirst for adrenaline um I love the fact that I lost fear later in life like I didn't think that was going to be a thing yeah like I really yeah people how are, like, are you not scared and I'm like I'm really not anymore so obviously I'm you know nervous of something something that I would definitely wouldn't take on but generally like my fear level I don't it's not what it was and I don't know what that is maybe it's everything that I've talked about maybe it's all of that stuff maybe the fact that I've had to face so many fears in order to keep moving forward that I've that I have faced yeah because we all have them but the fact that I have
0: faced them maybe that's what it is
1: I don't know what have you thought about that hmm.
0: <laughs> how old were you when you got back and well got into mountain biking then
1: um a year and
0: a half ago so 40 43 wow so i, I just 42, 42 42 i just love that i love um that there, there's no age limit on there, is there? <laughs> like you can just no. and i think it's it's great as well to put out there that you don't have to have been on a mountain bike all your life as a child like almost everyone I know has come to the sport from their sort of either late 20s or mid 30s onwards yeah and it's yeah they've picked up as as an adult and yeah they might have ridden their bike as a kid maybe just as kids do but then didn't really do it as a teenager but they've then come in and then found this like incredible world and there is no age limit on it like whatever your age do it can't you and yeah I'm I'm always surprised
1: actually at the amount of women and differing ages of women that I see riding it's amazing and yeah like you say that's so nice to see because yeah you just don't see that in a lot of other sports no
0: because yeah you, you know you get you peak what in your 20s and then it's like well you know you need to retire now at 23 yeah, that's it. You're done, love. <laughs> What? On. off you go yeah. <laughs> yeah whereas yeah biking obviously the, the risk of falling off an injury is there but it's quite nice on your body I think
1: because yeah it's it's really good for you like really good for you yeah. and um yeah, I, I, I hula hoop as well, which is great fun oh, off the bike. It's really good. Um, in fact, I haven't hooped for a, probably a month or so. And the last ride, I really felt it. Like my legs weren't as strong. Like it's so good for core yeah. and like my thighs. And well, I think so Wind Hill's a bit of a push up. And last time we went there, you know, there was lots of moaning from the boys. My legs, oh, my calves were. Yeah. And mine didn't hurt. And the, again, the only thing I could put that down to is, <laughs> do and that's fun. Oh,
0: that sounds amazing. So, I'm one of those people, that puts it around them and then just like <laughs> stupid hip shuffle and then it's on the floor already. I cannot <laughs> master it. I'm like, I watch my cousin's little girl. She just does it effortlessly. She doesn't even look like she's moving. And I'm like, how the hell? And then I try and it just thuds to the floor, but it is. I think it again, it brings that like childlike joy, doesn't it? Like mountain bike yeah. does, where yeah, you get in muddy or you're just buzzing around, you're just having fun, yeah. and it just connects essentially we're just all massive children, yeah. and that's all Trapped you in know, an adult and just <laughs> yeah. So if you just connect
1: into that, if you're wondering what's missing, what did you like doing as a kid? Yeah, Do that,
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um. <laughs> sounds like it's it's come into your life and made such a massive difference which is so good to hear and like thank you for sharing all of that I hope that someone's listening and they're like oh no, I'm too old to start it or all like, that, any of that crap yeah. it's like nah you're not just that's what I was gonna say on that point actually that's the other thing
1: um I think because you don't do these things for a long time you base your assumptions on what they were as a kid so you know, like I had the lucky chance to to reconnect with my first ever BMX, Rally Burner, a while ago. Mm. Oh, my God, it's so heavy. Like, there is no way I would take on jumping anything on that thing. Um, so whilst my mind thinks that's what I loved doing when I was a kid, I also think, you know, there's no way you could do that on that bike. Mountain bikes aren't like that anymore. Like that revelation I had when I jumped on Sid, my bike. Um, is that his that, name? That's his name. and we, Yeah, that's the other thing. So I was going to ask the lad if it had a name. And I thought, no, he's going to think I'm absolutely <laughs> off my rocker. So I'm not going to ask. And then he messaged me the night before I was going to buy it. And he said, just to let you know, his name's Sid. And I was like,
0: oh, my God. This yeah, he's as mental as me. I love that. Yeah,
1: yeah it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that was all good but um yeah so as soon as I you know jumped on Sid it was like well game changer and it's like putting on a wetsuit if you've not you know put one on since you had one on a new key when you were 14 it's a different game they're warm now you know like the bike is amazing it it soaks everything up it helps you it responds to you it looks after you you get away with a lot more you know it's
0: yeah that's a great point in that way that's a great point like it's cha- like. Technology, or whatever you'd call it, totally has changed, hasn't in, it? Even
1: in the last ten years, hasn't it? Really? Yeah. You know, it's it's they're incredible machines, absolutely incredible.
0: Yeah, they are worth more than my car. <laughs> no, well, I, I was saying that when I got hooked, I ended up buying a hardtail, and it was mm-hmm. worth more than my crappy little Clio. And I was like, who am I? Like, oh, I would oh, never, yeah. never, never have dreamt of spending that on a bike. It's like, yeah, it, it was worth every single penny because it introduces you to a, to a wonderful it. life, doesn't it?
1: It really does. And, you know, in that way, like I say, you know, everyone, you know, you you do what you can to afford what you can. Yeah. And you find ways of affording what you can. And mine was quitting booze. And that's why I can, I feel like it's all good. You know, not, and I don't even spend that much on the bike now. I'd love a new bike. Of course I would. Who wouldn't? Um, but. At the moment my bike's amazing and we're having a great time together and
0: yeah yeah, you and
1: Sid yeah me and Sid (laughs) (laughs) I got him a sidekick I got a little jump bike last year obviously she's called Nancy (laughs) obviously (laughs) obviously
0: see I don't I I was just thinking of bikes girls or boys because cars are girls aren't they
1: they are I quite like the fact that Sid could be either yeah yeah
0: Yeah, (laughs) true. Are you loving your jump bike then?
1: Yeah, that's that's been cool actually. I've not got out on that as much as I'd wanted to. I've done a couple of sessions at the track, which was wicked. I just that was so much fun. Just jump, 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 jump over and over. It really gets it was enabling me to kind of practice moving the bike in the air. Yeah, that's what was good with doing that because you. You can do that, obviously, if you session areas at parks, but generally you're just doing trail top to bottom mostly or, you know, if you are sessioning a little area, it's kind of push back up and go right around, round and round. Whereas this place, it's just, you literally land one, then you're off again. You land one, you're off again. <laughs> it's so much fun. And I think I had that feeling of being a kid again when I rocked up at that place and just stood there just looking at it going like,
0: oh, yeah. this is the best thing I've ever seen. It's so good, isn't it? What I love is that... You don't. It's all. I can't think. I'm so crap at articulating myself sometimes. But even if you say I was to go there and I was like wasn't confident about jumping, but I still had a go. I would have. Mm. I would have just as much joy as you did. Like you don't have to have. You don't have to be really good and do everything perfectly to get the right to get all those good things from it. Like just having a go, just dropping into a trail that's steep that you're scared of is enough to complete your day and you're like oh my god I've achieved yeah. something like you don't have to be at a certain level to get the benefits of mountain biking and no. that's what I love like whether it's you've battled your mind and you've just got out on your bike and done the next sea route you'll feel great versus yeah. you cleared that table or done that big drop that you were scared of like it's the same feeling so yeah you don't have to be I like know. oh no I can only start mountain biking when I'm good at it because True. otherwise True. yeah, will otherwise I won't feel anything it's like nah you're just the the feelings you get from whether it's just going out on your bike or doing a feature or whatever is is the same and it's it really is
1: and and a lot of good parks have it all covered as well don't they yeah Yeah, most most places have it all covered so you know there's something for everybody as well which is amazing you know like that say the track you know there's it literally ranges from small tiny little rollers and then it progresses up but because they're so close together as you feel like you're getting more confident you can kind of cross the tracks uh, So they're yeah. all in sets but kind of going up in sizes I and mean, that's amazing as well so that encourages kind of different technique as well and yeah it's just it's just lovely and, and you know Bike Park Wales has just got everything from all levels and like you say I could ride that I could literally ride the track from the visitor center to the uplift and all day
0: oh it's so much fun isn't it all day (laughs) brilliant yeah forget about the uplift it is it's so much fun and Kermit there that green one is just wonderful isn't it yeah
1: totally all of it it's just brilliant oh long may it live <laughs> no
0: like you say it's there isn't it even if all the bike parts yeah. close down you've still got trails in natural yeah. places that aren't going anywhere so yeah it's oh it's amazing I, I I do these podcasts and then I'm like oh my god I want to get out on my bike and have a little yeah, no, I'm, and I'm, like, I'm like have I washed the bike uh
1: yeah what's it like what's the weather doing?
0: <laughs> yeah. to be fair I must admit my bike is in the back of my van from the weekend and it is still Well, no, I hosed it down yesterday, but it's filthy. I need oh, to wash god. it. I'm gonna wash it today. I'm gonna to get it out, even though it's cold, and I'm gonna wash it. Well done. yeah Good work. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, I hadn't used it for a month or so, and then I was like, Why is it dirty? And then I thought, like, Oh god, I didn't wash it from the last time. Oh no. So people are probably gonna be listening to this going, You've gotta clean your chain. <laughs> you and I'm like, probably. Yeah, I will. But Oh, that's the hard thing about winter yeah, riding well. is the aftermath isn't it the, it is the, yeah you're freezing it's cold you like everything's wet and then you just get home and it's dark and you've got to wash your bike i'm like this is the worst <laughs> the worst part
1: about it. it doesn't happen in the dark on the way uh, at night nope it goes back in the garage and it stays there and then comes out when it's looking all right outside yeah but it's it's really nice that it's um like it it's kind of self-teaching as well isn't it maintaining and caring for the bike too which I really like um you know learning about stuff like that there's definitely more I could do I think to teach myself stuff but that's exciting too and you can actually do it all on YouTube if you want
0: yeah GMBN that's my go-to whether I want to do it that's
1: great that's really good in fact I taught my friend that the other day we had a back wheel nightmare at Bike Park Wales and uh, that I'd watched a GMBN video just randomly. It was on Instagram, so I just watched it. And then he was doing something or another, and I was like, oh, you don't want to do it like that. You want to... <laughs> yeah, feel like it. <laughs> I had it. no idea why I was doing the rest of it at all. But <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> one part, I was like, yeah, you know, just... Uh...
0: <laughs> I love that, though. When you get a mechanical, everyone sort of stands around and between you. You've normally got enough knowledge to sort of have a crack. Like yesterday, we went to ride, and the first pedal my friend made, her chain broke, and we were like... Oh. Oh, uh, and then I was like, wait, I think I've got. She was like, I need a chain breaker thing and some links. And I was like, hang on a minute. And then I was like, shit, are they in my toolkit in my van or is that toolkit in my home? Like, I, got, I was like, what a useless place to have a bike toolkit at home. <laughs> yeah. At home. And then I remembered it was in my bike and we had it. And then she was like, I was like, I think we use, put the chain in this and do this for the like breaker thing. And then she was doing it. And then, like, between us, we, we figured it out and however the chain links were the wrong size which was a shame um but I was just like look at us all trying to like stare at yeah. that thing going right Amazing. now what but you know we we got there and I think it's quite empowering as well when you can sort of fix so good I mean I'm, yeah. I'm crap it I am crap at cleaning it I'm not gonna lie but I can do a few bike maintenance bits which makes me proud mm. it takes me a long time it's a bit chaotic but usually I do it um, and it, and it's all right. And then I feel really proud of myself because I'm like, yeah, look at me. It. It's a sense of achievement, isn't it? However, and <laughs> then, then ride the bike after and I think, oh, my God, I hope I've put this back together properly. <laughs> There's like moments <laughs> where I'm going a little bit faster than usual and then I think, did I tighten that up all right? Or is the whole bike going to like fall apart? Um,
1: Honestly, my whole rear axle was loose the other day, like the bolt and the rear axle. When I, was do- I did a drop at Wind Hill. <laughs> and the thing is, the worst thing is, is I knew it was
0: Oh yeah, I, I up commented up on did that, it. didn't I? Yeah.
1: Honestly, what was I like? Oh, anyway, yeah. So there's those moments too, isn't there, when you're just
0: like <laughs> you survive <laughs> I shouldn't get away with this stuff. <laughs> but I did, so I'm gonna do it again. But I did, yes, it's right. Like, oh, amazing. <laughs> oh, Janine, thank you so much for sharing all that. It's been um, oh, so great to chat to you me. and yeah, hear about all of that and how mountain biking has played a big part in your life and how it brings all this fun to your world, which is just great. Yeah, it
1: really does. You know, it's just one of those things that it, you don't, you don't, it doesn't owe you anything. You just go and do it and you have an amazing time. It does wonders for you and you can pretty much do it anytime you want, really. You know, you can just get on your bike and get out there. And that's one of the things, you know, like I thought there'd be a lot of moaning coming into the first season of um with with mud and all of that stuff but no just get out there just have fun just get on your bike and ride
0: yeah do it definitely (laughs) well i'd just like to finish off with a few quick fire questions to all the guests and just something a bit silly so (laughs) um i right do you have a who's your mountain bike crush if you have one remy matalier i don't know who that is who's that
1: He's a French Canadian guy who rides for Propane.
0: Oh, look him up. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to a podcast, (laughs) and again and again and again. (laughs) That's brilliant. Okay, I think I know the answer to this one. But where's your favourite place to ride?
1: Dirt Farm, Abergavenny. Every time, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I really want to ride where? Um, I really want to ride Dovey. Um. I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to ride Revolution, unfortunately, before it, I know, know, temporarily closes. But yeah, dirt farm. Cool. For sure.
0: Um, Would you ever get a mountain boat tattoo?
1: Ooh. Yeah, probably. Something obscure, like a chain link or something.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Something little like that. Yeah,
1: that would be all right. Okay.
0: I, I like that question because I'm like, how diehard are these, like, mountain bikers? Like, would they be like, yeah, I'd get, I love mountain biking across my chest or... Across my forehead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is extreme. <laughs> it is extreme, isn't it? <laughs> I've got a... You'd be like, to your family or whatever, I've got a tattoo on my face and they'd be like, oh my God. And then you'd be like, yeah, it's a mountain... Like, I love mountain biking or something. God. that. maybe there's people out there that have got that who knows, no judgement but that is you're a diehard fan if you've got that okay, um, absolutely if you could wave a magic wand and get like a skill overnight, what would it be? that mountain biking
1: a skill it would probably be just to be able to do berms as fast as possible, literally just hopping in and out, roosting, spraying everybody with dirt, doing that oh yeah (laughs)
0: Oh, that would be the dream, wouldn't it? Cornering, yeah, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah, just hopping
1: in and out. Do, do, do,
0: do. Yeah, <laughs> like the pros, and you just hear that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Instead, <laughs> I, instead, I go in and put my brakes on a little bit, and then go bolt. Yeah, my. Right in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but in your head, you're like, "Wow, proper yeah, exactly." G four. It's amazing. Okay, um, if you wear padded shorts, would you wear pants under them?
1: i heard this one on shawnee so god i laughed i was listening to it in the shop
0: oh my god it's um, so funny, yeah she's uh, worried that that uh, phrase is going to follow her around now
1: <laughs> I, I would and it relates back to my i just don't like being cold so i wear padded shorts um and i just uh, yeah i do wear pants because
0: <laughs> i just don't like being cold <laughs> layer like, like the layer for warmth yeah <laughs> yeah basically fair enough um What's your go-to heckle when someone does something good when you're riding?
1: It's probably a you. A you? Yeah, probably that or a yo. (laughs)
0: That's cool. Yeah, I I vary between some deep-voiced guy persona to a squeaky chipmunk. It all all depends. Whatever happens, I'll ruin people's videos. (laughs) I'm going to use that with no sound now. like sorry <laughs> <laughs> love it. um if you could give one tip for someone new in the sport what would it be
1: um that would be just yeah just to um exactly what we were just kind of talking about just to treat it as something that doesn't need you don't need to be perfect at it. just go out just get on your bike start rolling just start rolling around on your wheels yeah. just do that
0: <laughs> i love that yeah, you don't have to be perfect. Just, yeah, just start. Yeah, just do it. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, and finally, if a squid could make a noise, what would that noise be?
1: <laughs>
0: um, <laughs>
1: something like that.
0: That's amazing! I wish this was um, video as well because that impression. I'm with your jumper because it's got the um, like puffy sleeves. It literally looked like. A squid. <laughs> oh dear. That was amazing, Janine. If you've been practicing that, I'm worried that people are gonna yeah. listen and then practice.
1: No, I haven't. I just I saw that little your the logo thingy then. But that is what they have, isn't it? That funny ed thing and then they do that weird kind of yeah. pulsating. Thing.
0: That that was amazing. <laughs> I think you're on to a winner. Sorry, Shawnee. Shawnee was so confident she was gonna oh. win. I was like, mm. No, that's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, thank you again, Janine. Thank you for your time and thank you for sharing all that. Um stuff about your life and yeah I really appreciate your time and it's been so interesting to hear about it all oh cheers it's been wicked to chat thank you so much you're welcome thank you so much for listening to this episode of girls on wheels if you enjoyed it please head over to podchaser.com and leave me a review and don't forget to tell all your mates if you've got any comments or want to get in touch head over to my socials and drop me a message as I love hearing from you guys I hope that by listening to this today, it's made you want to get out and ride your bike.